Just coming up to three minutes past nine. This is the big kickoff here in Liffey Sound 96.4. Myself, Dave, and himself, Roy. How are we doing? We've got, we've got some, an upgrade uh, in the room today. Yeah, we've got a clock. We've got a clock in the background. Unbelievable. And it's working. Yeah, I'm watching the seconds go by. 15, 16. Only 15 more minutes to go. <laughs> um, yeah, there's loads of football on tonight. Loads of football on it's tonight. It's not Europa League. Would you like to go through a few of the big boy? Well, our local sides. Well, we're going to go uh, Slovakia and Wales. Yep. One all after 59 minutes. Wales need to get results now because yeah. they're in a little bit of spot of bother. They went 1-0 up through Kiefer Sutherland, or Kiefer Moore. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone else called him. Kiefer. Uh, yeah. Kiefer Moore, anyhow. And uh, Kuka got an equaliser on the oh, 53rd minute. Well so that's, like, it's yeah. going to be a tough game out there in Slovakia. It's never going to be an easy game. But if they don't win, they could be struggling. Now, on the other hand... Netherlands against Northern Ireland. All I could hear about was how brilliant Netherlands are now. They have a great team, and all. this is English media. Uh, mm-hmm. De Jong is amazing. Van Dijk is brilliant. And, De Ligt and, and all and, these and, boys. And yeah. not not twelve months ago, they were terrible. Yeah, they would say. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Northern Ireland putting all the pressure on. They won four from four. But, oh no, sorry. No, they, they got did win four from four. Got beaten by Germany. Germany. Yeah. Michael O'Neill was putting all the pressure on. He says, "Ah, oh, the pressure's not on us. Sure, no, Netherlands can't go three tournaments without." Yeah, you know, yeah, getting yeah. and trying to anyway, do all the psychological things. And now we're in. Sixty minutes gone, nil, nil. If, uh, Northern, Great Ireland, for Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland would take a draw, oh, a nil, nil draw, and it, it'd probably be in their own hands then, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But do they have to play Germany? I think they've played. Of course Germany they do, and they have to play Holland again. Holland again. So, so that's but why a draw would the four be four wins brilliant. were. Meh. Yeah, so uh, a, a draw would be an absolutely brilliant result. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing really else of Squat note. Does uh, there? Belgium be San Marino? Scotland dead buried. Yeah, what is with Scotland? Just press the qualification group I there. Does they see where it says you're qual- Yeah, because that'll kind of tell you as it stands. I think that could be the end of them. Scotland they, are at six. Yeah, sure. Look at Russia are at 18 points. Yeah, no, but if they come toward, they do make that very complicated playoff. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do now, it. Now, at the moment, if it, if it is stays as it stands, there'll be four points behind Cyprus. Ooh. Yeah, it's a tough one for Scotland. Yeah, they need to get at least a point out of that one. Yeah, I can't see that happening though. So really Scotland good. are in trouble. And not only that, players. Scotland are in trouble in Japan in the World Cup. If Hold on a second here. Say it fast and say it with confidence. Typhoon Hajibus? 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 Haggis. Oh, hey. Silent B, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's wreaking like havoc. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's wreaking havoc over in Japan. Two matches are already called off on Saturday with New Zealand against Italy and England-France. And they're going to make a call with six hours to go for the Japan-Scotland game. Uh, we'll do a little update on the Ireland yes. game after this. We'll talk a little bit more months. about that. And I think we'll play a song. And Your new favourite band. New favourite band, TV Coma from London, in it. In it, in it bruv. Uh, they're on, uh, the, you'll hear a lot of their music on Rogue Radio. It's great station. What's that? I don't know. Have you ever heard of it? No, no never have. Brilliant. Anyhow, this is for all the Manchester United fans. <laughs> <laughs> They don't like football. Do you like that? You don't want to talk to me, do you? Really? Spotify is just acting the maggot. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to go I, there. I paused it about three times. Unpaused. Anyhow, yes. So, uh, yeah, I don't like football. You can talk and panic at the same time. No, no? I was really panicking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I don't like football. No, I do like football. But yeah. uh, it's United fans wouldn't at the minute, as no. you said. Next week, by the way, we will have... Dale O'Donnell from uh, Stretty News 
to oh. discuss because it's getting such a bad situation. <sighs> For all you people with a positive disposition, don't bother turning on next week because no doubt this will be depressing. Or... Or, or great fun for me. I'm not that tight though. I don't want to rub it in. No, but you're not. There's plenty of people out there who will enjoy <laughs> this. <laughs> All you real sick scouses out there like to see you. Oh, nah, this is bloody terrible. I'd rather. Oh, you can imagine. Is he, is he a local lad from 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 from, Man- from Manchester? From, from Man United? No, I don't think so. I think he's Irish. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, listen, that'd be very interesting though because it's just Jesus after last week. Like, <sighs> I, I think just maybe cut to the chase here. All I got to Solskjaer, international week, delighted. <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Do you know what? I'm taking a day off, and do you know what? I'm not even going to think about just for a day. Yeah. But it's interesting the way there's little tiny stories where most of them are probably absolute nonsense, but they're slowly coming out that, oh, so one, uh, uh, no names, but one player decided to organise a dinner and only five showed up. And, yeah. Uh, did you see uh, the one they today? They don't like the training or they don't like this. And what That was the one today, you oh. and McKenna, isn't it? Or not, was it McKenna? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Uh, first team coach. Okay. And seemingly the players don't like him, is the way his methods are and all this. This is all nonsense yeah. that they're throwing out there. Yes, they're not doing well. And I'm fr- fairly sure there's going to be stuff about Everton and how Guess what? they've turned and etc. Who's the next game? Liverpool. So they're cranking it up now because yeah. say Liverpool turn it on and win two or three nothing. No, but this is what they had in the They're going to crank it up that he'd be gone after it. This is a definite, right? Here, okay. On the back page, <laughs> back page of the mirror or whatever yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, Solskjaer. Definitely getting the sack if they're heavily beaten by Liverpool. Yeah, that was their that was their headline. It up. You know, so all this. But, and but that means the fans will kick off after the game, and then the, the it's to try and get up the fu- uh, furore yeah. of the fans, and then if they do get turned over, all of a There's sudden a the press are the, they actually the, try the to board. Get, they actually try to get people sacked. Exactly. And so. it would have been the same last year after um, the United performance, which was dreadful against Liverpool. But it, was and no, it was no different. You knew it was coming. No different than in the, at the end of two thousand and eighteen yeah. when. Klopp was yeah. under fierce pressure and they were cranking it up. And, 100%. And those people ringing in, Liverpool supporters ringing in, looking for him to get to go and he's he's had his time. He, he's, he's planting he's, seeds. He's never, yeah. he's never won at big and all that sort of nonsense. Correct. And uh, there you go. There you go. You Rest know. is history. Rest and is apparently history. there was another headline very briefly. Uh, about Klopp? Vatska. Vatska or something. The Borussia Dortmund chairman apparently rang him and I think he was about to go away somewhere begging him. He was in desperate and need. Say, he goes, I a few more, are you mad? I have a few more years left here, apparently. Yeah, but I think there was, there was some rumours that Liverpool would have been happy to let him go, but it was up no to him. Way. Yeah, it was up to Klopp. So, that, but you know what? Probably all bullshit. So. Yeah. Ireland, under-21s are playing tonight. Up in Salah. Up in Tala. And it's supposed to be a sellout. We were listening to a bit of the commentary on the way in. We and uh, yeah, it's down as a sellout. And they said there's only a couple of small Just like the, the, the women's game was a sellout. And 5,000 of the yeah. 12,000 seats were sold. So 8,000. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, basically with the, with the women's game. No, but the women's game, they dished out all the 8,000 tickets. And it was whether the people took them. If you know what I mean. And they were saying anyone who's not going, please put them out there. Because I think it was a season ticket holders they gave it to them all. Um, but this one actually physically was sold out three weeks ago. Now, one or two people might not bother going, but apparently yeah. there's only a couple of shows. So I'd say it'd be over 7,000. But even at that, 5,000 for the women's game is Super. It was cracking. a record. And when you looked in the crowd and you seen the, the amount of... School young, girls. Yeah, young girls who were there and looking at their idols. Yep. It's it brilliant. It's and brilliant. it was great drama as well. Like I know it was too, like obviously you don't want that that much drama when you're a fan. But uh, anyone who was kind of watching it for the first time or whatever would have got great crack out. I remember even talking to my dad. Now he's watched a few games, but he said he said he thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, he said it was great drama because I missed some of the game, and then I seen the last twenty minutes and. They weren't too much under pressure. Yeah, Ukraine were giving a go, but more of them are more than capable at the, at the end of it. But it was great to see the celebrations afterwards. And even the manager, she was buzzing and going around the players and real hugging and mugging, a bit cloppy. Like, but it was real kind of trying to maybe ingratiate yourself to them. Yeah, to them. But yeah. it just it was a great feel-good factor. Well, Mick McCarthy said that he, yeah, he texted her and said, uh, told her, no, congratulations, uh, great win on your first game, blah, 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 blah. And she texted him back, I can't believe how much fight these girls have. And he said, I'm delighted that she said that. It was the first thing that she said back to me because now she knows what the Irish game is all about. They'll never give up. So, brilliant. And then if you can harness that and put a nice little tactic, and that's that's who we are. And in fairness, 
Mick knows that well and slow, slow process from getting us away from the shackles of the O'Neill and Trapatoni here. So with a bit of luck, yeah. uh, it'll work well over the weekend. But we'll come back to that just after the first break. But we might as well get to it. Twitter went berserk yesterday. Unbelievable. Berserk. Footballers' wives came back after a few years between Rebecca Verdi and allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. and Colleen Rooney. She did a bit of investigating, didn't she? Well, it says... I'm not going to read out the full statement, no, but geez. basically for a few years, she said someone who I trusted. Yeah, her private Instagram stories. Private apparently. Instagram They were stories. starting to slip into the, the yeah. sun paper. Because she must have it closed off, obviously. Apparently you can things. do it. There's a way. I, didn't I, know I that. no idea. Neither I didn't know that. But anyhow, seemingly these were getting uh, seeped into the press. I, I don't know why she's putting up on Instagram. She doesn't want them to talk about anyhow. So, but anyhow, there you go. Mm. Um, and yeah, seemingly... Someone was putting them out there to the press, selling them to the press, as she was saying. And she slowly closed off people, locked people out. Until there was one. Until there was one. And it was Rebecca Vardy's uh, account. <laughs> and she... she <laughs> <laughs> See the statement. You're reading the statement. You're reading the statement. And then there was a couple At of... Return, end. return. A few, it's Rebecca Vardy's account. <gasps> yeah. So... If she was very, she was very clever, though, wasn't she? Not, mm. not to say that it was Rebecca Verdi, to yeah. say that it was a Rebecca Verdi's account. It. Yeah. yeah, can't so, be done for it or libel oh, or whatever you call it. I mean, it's just top class bitchiness, isn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> and it was gas, as I said to you. All fair, it was all of us, all the lads were talking because some of the lads pulled it up, and we were talking about it for about half an hour yesterday. But the girls in the office were only talking about it today, and we were like, "Where were you yesterday?" Yeah, but uh, it was hilarious, and of course, Vardy came on with about ten uh, ten minutes later. Oh, wouldn't you ring me? Wouldn't you do this? Like you know, blah 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 blah. I'm heavily pregnant. Why would I do such thing? You should have rang me, and I felt like saying, "Well, you could have rang her back there instead of putting up a statement as well." Yeah. Um. So but yeah, course, both are getting a bit of stick, but <laughs> Wayne Rooney had to ha- come on oh, telly and oh. had a say. Did he? Am I supposed to Wayne, the missus has been doing some detective work on Rebecca Vardy, hasn't she? Sensational claims. Um, well, we call Inspector Clouseau in our house because um, she always finds out stuff about us that we don't want her to know. Um, she's got the full box set of Columbo. She claims Rebecca Vardy has been selling stories to the press. The fake stories were set up by Colleen to try and catch her out. What stories were they, Wayne? Um, there's quite a few, to be honest. Um, Wayne Rooney bans from driving, that was fake. Um, Wayne Rooney gets in a lift with a woman, um, that was fake. Um, Wayne Rooney looks forward to signing for County Derby, that was fake. Um, so yeah, there was quite a few others as well. If Colleen was that worried someone was selling stories, would it not be best to not put personal things on Instagram? Um, but it, it was a personal Instagram account and she should be allowed to tell all her very, very close and dear 1.2 million friends on, on Instagram, uh, all her private thoughts, and there's nothing wrong with that. Exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, but it, does that say it all? Like, I mean, who really gives a damn? Yeah, within within 20 minutes, we were having a laugh because we knew it was going to be juicy and whatever, and then within about 20 minutes going, yeah, I'm a bit bored here, because apparently somebody put it up this morning about, oh, I'm not going to rise to this, I'm going to see and get my head around this, uh, Rebecca Verdi put out, and literally form it, I'm not going to respond to it, and I'm not going to do this, and I'm going to just get some advice and then see what's next. Literally four minutes later, oh, Danielle Lloyd was just been on bed this morning. She's a disgrace. She's, she's just annoyed at me because she was trying to get Jamie to do some recruiting or something for her or whatever. And I was like, I thought you said you were going to keep your head down, you mad thing. So, Colleen Rooney will probably keep her head down, but Rebecca Verdi will probably hear she about won't her every day. No, she won't um, be Because she'll be saving face as much as she can. Um, but she's probably better off saying nothing because the more she's on, the more people are going to go, you're defending this a bit too much now at this yeah, stage. Yeah, and I think generally she she said something like, I would never do this or whatever. And seemingly in a police station, when someone says, I would never, it's almost seen, always seen as this person I certainly will. would. So profile were t- the mine hunter. We're going mine hunting. Yeah, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it it, it it definitely is. So we need to get them in the ring. <laughs> Speaking of which, who has been on talking about that today? Mr. Eddie Earn. He was saying he he'd gladly that. do a fight, a charity fight, and get the two of them in. <laughs> no bother. He just likes getting in the Oh, would you stop sure he has them? He's creaming himself over these uh over the uh the YouTubers, YouTubers. that are like Three and a half thousand. Apparently, it started an hour or two late because it was 
bonkers with people trying to get into this press conference on Monday and one of them is already kind of lining up another potential professional opponent. It's nuts. But anyway, that's for a different story. But yeah, Eddie came out today and said, yeah, he'll gladly put on a charity fight if the two guards are willing to get into the ring. (laughs) So there you go. See, we play for everybody. I think we've said enough, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely bonkers. But it's a good bit. Yeah, briefly, as you are putting it up here, Typhoon Hajibus is really reeking out. And not just in the rugby game, the Japanese Grand Prix is also under threat. Now, I do think... We're looking at the. We put it up on our Facebook page. The the basically the track that the hurricane or typhoon, typhoon is yeah. going to guide itself around, and it will be away from the Grand Prix. It's. I think it's really just what the aftermath is yeah. of the Grand. Prix. And obviously, I presume it, if it's heavy rain, maybe the track might be thing. But considering the gaps between some of the matches, this is a World Cup. This is the peak. Mm. And for a game to be abandoned and not be played again. It's ridiculous. Even if, be, even if no one makes it the next one, who gives a crap? I heard people saying today, why didn't they give out beforehand and not now? Well, the minute we seen it, we went, that is ridiculous. So we were told before the first game, there's a chance that the first one mightn't happen yeah. and it'll be a nil-all draw. Nonsense. And it is absolute And nonsense. it's typhoon season, so they knew about this for years, if yeah. you know what I mean. From what I believe, that on average, in the typhoon season, they have two a month. So the, the likelihood is whether that's a, a strong one or one that just brushes off the side. There was one going to happen during the There was quarter. always going to be one that was going to happen at some stage. And with that, with the mm. tournament over a month, it's def- you know. So, I mean, you, you have to have a con- contingency plan for that. And would it, would it make a difference if it was a day later or two days later? Yeah. Yeah, it just, just play it, it just takes a bit of the shine off. And I, for one, if I was a Scot, Scotsman or a Scotswoman for that matter, I'd be pissed off now Scot, if, they, yeah. if they don't make it or yeah. don't even get a chance. No, I see they've put out that they're expecting the world's body to Do put something. in some contingency yeah. plan. But the, the, if the rules are there beforehand, that's mm. the rules. But yeah, because it the, shouldn't two, be the two games, thankfully for them on Saturday, aren't overly significant. In relation to New Zealand are already there, Italy aren't, England and France are both already there. But I think. for top would, of the table. I know, I, I completely and understand And everyone would that. want to see France and, and England play. Exactly. They? So it, it's a bit of a spectacle game that unfortunately we're not going to get to see. But Japan and Scotland is massive. And to go home on bad weather and not get the chance. Well, you see there, there's Pool B. They've already been given yeah. the points. Uh, England and France, there they are. Yeah. England have topped um, France second now. So that means that... Uh, France are going to play probably Australia. No, probably Wales. Oh, Wales probably Wales. Australia. And Australia are going so France, to France, Wales, and Australia, and England. Ooh, tasty, isn't it? But I'm sure certain teams want to, like we want to want to avoid probably New Zealand. Now here's the other thing. Do you think it'd be more beneficial now for the teams who don't get to play on Saturday because they have an extra week, or but do they get rusty? No, they won't get rusty because they'll used, have another more recovery. They're time. used to have. They'd yeah. like to have that recovery. And that's why in the Six Nations that they have a match. There's a week later, and, and then, then there's, there's a two-week two break, two break in yeah, there. Yeah. You know, it, it is to recover. So it could be so really the, advantageous oh, for so. New Zealand against us. And Japan. What? Oh, J- yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah, Japan haven't played, and then they're playing South Africa. <gasps> yeah. So Re- Revenge game. And then there was conspiracy theories that this is all <laughs> being done. Like, the, the space out for the games, for the Japan game, is done purposely, so they get the a most like rest. Korea in uh, 2002. There was a lot of conspiracy. Remember about their yeah, little yeah. run to the semi-final? Yeah, remember they got semi-finals. And then they said that actually at some other games that they had over in, in China or something, seemingly there was stuff sent up into the sky to make it rain so one of the games <laughs> flooded off. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, this, allegedly. Listen, listen this, is, this is what happens. This is what these world bodies do. <laughs> okay. But anyhow, I do think it's an unfair advantage and I do think that these games should be played. It's 100%. I think it's, it's madness. Will we take a quick break? You're listening to Liffy Sound on 96.4 FM. Welcome back here to Liffy Sounds 96.4 FM. This is the big kickoff and it's 25 past the hour of nine. Oh, Jesus. <gasps> Just tell. seeing, we didn't even have a look there <laughs> ourselves, but 81 minutes gone. And Netherlands, live. Netherlands won. Oh, and, won oh no. Jesus. Uh, North Ireland won 0 up Josh McGuinness and then Memphis, Memphis Depay has equalised in the 81st minute. So still eight minutes to go. Plus, oh, it'd, be, it'd be brilliant if they got the but result. But there you but. go. Further proof that no doubt Northern Ireland are probably 
being incredibly tight, incredibly, yeah. but at the same time coming up with something to try and grab the goal. That's all you want from Ireland. Um, anyway, that's as I said in the last twenty, we were going to do it now, but we'll do it in the last twenty. So it just goes to show you, there's proof out there. Wales are still one all. How are Sco- oh, geez. Scotland are three 0 down, so they are down and out. Yeah, and mighty Belgium are seven and up on San Marino, North Macedonia. It, it's, it's Macedonia. Is yeah. there a South Macedonia, or is Macedonia just completely changed to North Macedonia? It's just it's Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Aldevoireld scored Lukaku, <laughs> Joe Broly, Chaldi, yeah. Lukaku, Benteke, even Benteke scored. Ah, so well, yeah, anyway. Okay, we'll come back around to come that. back to that. Can you scroll down quickly to see how our beloved under twenty ones are doing? No? It's still half time, isn't it? Oh, oh, Jesus, of course, it's yeah. still half time. So anyway, yeah, we come back quickly to the rugby. Yeah, massive game for ourselves, obviously against Samoa, but now it's definitely a war of keeping so, it tidy and not getting too many injuries because New Zealand are going to be incredibly fresh. Yeah. Um, we're not going to be as fresh, so it makes it even tougher. Actually, no, we're not. That depends. But we're not true. That's yeah, sorry. Thing. But that depends on obviously the fact that we're going to come. Actually, if Japan, actually, we could top this group now. We can top Because if the Japan group. only get four, 15. They don't get, it seemed to get two points. I get two for a draw. Yeah. Now, if Ireland get a bonus point win and we're both on 16, does yeah, it go on head-to-head? Head to head. So Japan will be top no matter what? Yes. So are Japan top no matter what then? No, if they play the game and lose. Of course they are, Jesus, Dave. It's all about whether they play the game So or we not. can't speculate? No, not until... And I believe it'd be the, I, I, I could see it tomorrow being called whether the game's going to be on or not. Scotland, Japan. Yeah. Yeah, they were t- they were saying it'll be six hours before kickoff on the day, but that day. could change. I can't see And that. you know yourself. A yeah, bit like they know the closer it gets to the time, event, they will get more know. accurate. Yeah. yeah um, so. But we're going to be playing, Not it's, we, we said it two weeks ago, we, take, we kind of took it for granted. You do expect them to do a job on Samoa, which means we'll solidify our place. But you're not, you're not 100% that they're going to get a bonus point. And no, so you're a win is us. guaranteeing us a, quali- a qualification anyway. So, yeah. is it? If well, yeah. Well, uh, no, a win is enough. No, I don't think so. Of course it is. If Scotland won, because head to head. Yeah, but look, yeah. if Scotland, if we won, yeah, we got up to fifteen points. We didn't yeah. get the bonus point, right? Scotland get a bonus point. If Scotland won and got a bonus point, they get to fifteen. <clears throat> but if Japan got a bo- could get a bonus point by being close to them oh, within geez. the seven points, there you go. So. What way Seriously? does that work? Of course, yeah. So what oh, way would that course, work? Yeah, all three could be on All three, are, and the head-to-heads would be all... I don't know. It must work on... Ireland po- lost Japan, but Ireland bet Scotland. Probably Scotland bet Japan, but lost Ireland. Oh, gee. It'll probably go points, points difference. And then we might... Paris is actually not that great. No, but then again, of course, if we beat Samoa and Japan lose, so we might m- might be still in there. Put it this way, a victory... Should. Barring some ridiculousness. Permutations, we're, yeah. we're true. But at the same time, we can't guarantee, we can't speculate whether it's New Zealand or South Africa. South Africa did play only in the last day or two, but they should be quite fresh. <coughs> and then, unfortunately, uh, New Zealand will be exceptionally fresh. They played on Tuesday. and Jeez, that's a serious break. That's a big turnaround, isn't it? Yeah. Break there for them. Either or, we're going to be playing the top two in the world, basically. Super duper yeah. fresh. Yeah. It's going to be a very, very yeah. tough ask. So, um, so, but listen, it's, it's great because the games, the games over the weekend should be uh, interesting. And then when the knockouts come in, bingo! It's yeah. it's 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 yeah, it's, it's fairly deal. interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. So, so that's basically it. We wait and see. It's a it's a bit of a funny one because our game will just mean where we finish if the other one is called off. Jesus, four 0 Scotland. Oh, four 0 to Russia, I said over Scotland. It's just carnage for them at the moment. And poor old Steve Clark is having an awful time only only after taking over. Yeah. Um, cause I, 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 I kind of went off Steve Clark. When he went yeah. to Kilmarnock, he got very mouthy, didn't he? Wasn't mm. it Kilmarnock he was with, wasn't it? Yes. And he got very mouthy and, you know, every, uh, yeah, I, uh, I kind of went off him then. I liked him when he was down at Chelsea and that, but yeah. Yeah. Serves him right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Errol Spence Jr., one of the... Better yes. boxer, 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 one of the better boxers around in the pound for pound stakes at the minute is. Oh, what's this mean? Sorry, there's a bit of Twitter feed going on. Is this a goal? I don't think. Hold on, so. people, we're watching something. Touch, turn. Back oh, heel. nice back heel. Tell me it's a goal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it. You we can't. Well, it. maybe you are listening maybe to it at home, but it was a nice passage to play by uh, the Irish under twenty ones, where it was a lovely back heel and then it finished just past the post. 7,000, go back up there for a second, 7,231 record attendance for an Ireland yeah, 21 match at Stadium tonight. Brilliant. It there is, is a buzz. So that's only a couple of hundred seats shy of the full house. So yeah. 
You know, it's a dodgy night out there. One or two might go, feck it, we're not going. <laughs> Northern Ireland, goal. Josh McGuinness, oh my word. Scenes in Rotterdam. And you have to say it like that because we're all in capital, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, maybe we'll get that off there and just see. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Errol Spence Jr., one of the, basically he was the conqueror of Kelbrook. And he was yes. in a big fight there only recently and he got a victory. Uh, flipped over his Ferrari several times in seen Dallas the I other day. It. He's in ICU, but by all accounts, he's expected to pull through. But apparently he didn't have the seatbelt on and he was going fairly handy. And there's pictures of the Ferrari out there. Who doesn't put their seatbelt on nowadays? I mean, you're, you're well, like... I you see the ads on RT now, remember? Some of them are... Maybe. This might be a long shot, but maybe he doesn't have RTA. So... <laughs> Everyone should have RT. <laughs> RT saves lives, everyone. Yeah, yeah, saves Other channels are available, by the way, but RT saves lives. But yeah, we'll wait and see what happens with him, and obviously, uh, maybe more details will come out. And apparently, there's a fourth youth member in the crash at Derby. Apparently, there's more coming out. Oh. I don't know the full story, just seen a headline today, and it's kind of a bit of a watch this space. His name hasn't been mentioned, but apparently, there was a fourth involved. Whether he was in the crash himself or was he out that night, I'm not 100% certain. But uh, yeah dig it out and see if you can find out a bit more about it. but it's some mm. interesting stuff out there That'd and then just to keep on the boxing train just for one second Alexander Usyk who defeated Tony Bellew this year yep. and unified the uh, cruiserweight champ, uh, division he's making his professional debut on the heavyweights this weekend now he's playing a guy called Chaz Witherspoon because uh, Tyrone Spong <laughs> failed a drugs test and it's becoming more and more common in the it boxing is. game now it could be common over the years many a time but they're really catching them out lately I don't know what's going on maybe they're just getting better at catching them yeah possibly but it's sad but anyway he's it's still going to be impressive it doesn't really matter who he, he fights in his force and it's more just a feeler and put it out there but apparently his reach is is, is, is better than some of the big boys already his height is he's taller than some of them and he's heavier than some of them so he's in the mix and he's a decent size he's not going to be super duper small and he can bulk up again, but he's a serious, serious fighter. So if he can take the punches at heavyweight, he could be a it could be another a, a great he, addition to the heavyweight division. Yeah, because he'll be quick, nimble, and mild. Oh, he's, he's a serious and, and now fighter. that Tyson Fury has gone into WWE, <laughs> it's all open there. Doors are all open. <laughs> this guy's because I seen he put out a, a, a statement there saying basically slagging off the WWE lads, and I'll, I'll take his on, and yeah, so. He's up for anything, isn't he? Yeah. I, I, to be honest, it was fun looking. I seen the BBC well, kept putting up loads of tweets. He's a big lad. You don't realise. Uh, I was watching his punching and uh, he can act punch very well. Yeah. Because you can see one or two of them missing, but they were close. You know, it was good fun and he seemed well up for it. Like, uh, And he has the mentality and he was in a nut job. He, in a good way. He's He'd a be magic. a good showman now. And he's a great it, showman. He? Yeah. Um, so yeah, cracking stuff. So that's oh fine. no! No. Second minute of extra time. It's 2-1 to Holland. Who scored? 90 minute Frankie D. Yes, oh. Frankie Young. Yes, for the boss. He plays for the boss. That is a killer. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you go into the group there for a second, my friend, this is what I was a bit afraid of with how they started. They were top of the table after four and then they have to play the, the, the two big boys twice each mm. and literally like that. And there they play the game more. And they have to play Germany and Holland. So the four, win, the four wins they got against Belarus and Estonia might pretty much which as I expected will probably only be good enough for tour which means yeah. they'll be in the playoffs but you never know they could they pull something a point. out of they, they could pull something out of there. Yeah, they, want. they needed a point though <laughs> there yeah <laughs> it was uh, our, our Wales counterparts uh, they're still, still one, one, one. Yeah. 93rd minute put it into that group for a second because you said yeah I think they are in a spot about it they could be another playoff potential yeah there you go oh they're in fourth Mm. They have a game in hand on Hungary, so, yeah. Yeah, but Hungary beat them already. Mm, and a game in hand on Slovakia, yeah, so, yeah. Ah, there's a strong chance that you, you can't rule out second as of yet, but same thing, yeah, Wales need to make sure they finish uh, the, the group strongly. Yeah. And Scotland, unfortunately, are still 4-0 down. They are in big trouble. And under 21s? Still 0-0. Okay. Nice. Wonderful. Yeah, so there you go. And then we have... I was supposed to get up that story, and now I, it's too late for me to get up that story. So I'm going to move on. Okay. But Roberto Carlos, remember the beloved Galacticos from around the early 2000s where you name a football superstar, he was there at lovely Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. So Roberto Carlos came out with an interview on the Daily Mail and he was talking about some of the bits and pieces that they got away with. It. So he was lifting the lid a bit on the life as a Galactico, painting a picture of jet-setting and player power at the heart of the most notorious era at any modern club. The fullback was in a team little with star talent, but which in the end produced very little substance to show for it with just three La Liga titles. I think that's a bit of substance. 
and one solitary Champions League title picked up in the eight years between 2000 and 2007. Just the one. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a bit bitchy now. Anyway, we'll move on. Despite the massive spending power. So, despite a lack of success on the pitch, which is a bit meh, we'll move on. Carlos reveals the players, including the lifestyle uh, with the players of Figo, Zidane and Beckham, enjoyed a lifestyle a few footballers had ever experienced before. So, he said, today when I look back, I think how, how it was possible that we got away with so much craziness. After every game, it was private jets left, right and centre. So, we'd meet up at the private terminal at Barajas. And Beckham would be off, God knows where. Figo and Zidane would be off somewhere or other. And Ronaldo and me, we would always, uh, and we would always have to train the day after the, the, the next day. So say they play of a Sunday, gone, and they'll be back in time for training on the Tuesday. So I used to pray for Saturday fixtures so I could go to the Formula One on a Sunday and it was private jets all over the place. It was crazy. <laughs> That's great. So at the Barnabeu, Carlos found himself playing alongside one of his close friends, Ronaldo, who he first met while in it, and that's true. I met Ronaldo in 93, and from that moment, we always shared a room. I've slept more times with Ronaldo than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last bit is, another story told by Carlos demonstrates the player power that the players had at the time during the presidential reign of Florentino Perez. So Wanderlei Luxemburgo was a Brazilian coach, and I think he was the national team coach and well-respected over in Brazil, and he got the gig in 2004. So however, after rubbing players up the wrong way, he was quickly dismissed, as Carlos explains. In the second game of the league season, we had the custom of leaving our bags in the hotel and going for a beer or a wine before dinner. There was always two bottles of wine on the table and Ronaldo and me told him, Professor, people here have their habits. You'll see what they are, but don't try to change them. Don't take the wine <laughs> off the table or stop the beers before dinner or you'll find yourself with a problem. So what did he do? He took away the wine and then he banned the beers. He lasted three months. <laughs> Football's a small world. The directors heard about it and it was adios. <laughs> It's a bit like them, you know, uniting the chips on a Friday. Yeah, that's so unreal, isn't it? So players like what players like. Don't upset the apple cart. And he did. And obviously, three months, boom. Good luck. Ali must have got rid of something. <laughs> Poor old Ali. We can come to that near the end. But anyway, we're going to go to a break and then we're going to go with the big game that's on on Saturday where we take on George at two o'clock. Cracking double header, by the way. Forgot to mention that, like, because obviously the rugby's on at quarter to twelve. Yeah. We finish around quarter to two. Fifteen minutes later, boom, must win game. We'll go into it in a bit more detail after the break. Tune to Liffey Sound ninety six point four FM. Why'd you pause it? <laughs> I didn't. On the fourth of July, eighteen hundred and six. We said sail from <laughs> the <same laughs> that was a panic. Quick, Irish Rover. Oh no, it's Ronnie Drews. <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't know where to go here now. No. I'm panicking. <laughs> Anyhow, the Ireland match. Anyway, the Ireland match. Just a quick one before we get into it. Poor old Greg Cunningham was called into the squad, has torn his ACL again. So, God, like he was at Man City and was on the cusp of being our regular there would have been no end of Stevens. he was that yeah. good and he was such a promise and then got some awful injuries he's on loan at Backbourne from Cardiff at the moment and he's torn his ACL and he's going to be out for unfortunately another lengthy spell 27-28 now God love him and he was coming back on the cusp with Ireland it's no, just a, it's yeah, an awful shame now. you it is so anyway big game on before we kind of go into some of the nitty gritty of it, basically, this is a must win for many reasons. The ultimate reason, though, and the simplest reason is, is the fact that we win the last game. Whatever about Switzerland, I'm not writing it off, by the way. It means where it, everything's in our hands. So even if something does go wrong against Switzerland, come uh, the crucial game in the Aviva against Denmark, it's still back in our hands regardless. So that's why it's as big as it is. People can say whatever they want. This game is huge. It's bigger than all of them. So we need to get that win and with a bit of luck, Sunderland, or Sunderland, who's Sunderland? Switzerland do a job on Denmark and make it a little bit easier for us. We have to do our job first. Oh, 100%. Isn't it? Like, 100%. I mean, it doesn't make a difference. You can't, if someone asks you, but listen, what way do you want that game to go? It doesn't really matter. It's, it's about no. our game yeah. and it really is about our game. Um, a proper massive win, isn't it? Must win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is Georgia is not. No, sure, not sure. An they easy got game. The We've never had American. an easy game. And Jesus, remember the nil all draw out there a couple of years ago, and, and it was not. It wasn't even just a tough game. It was a bad game. And we scraped it against them. Yeah. Remember, McGeady got the, the winner. He got the double that yeah. day. Uh, but yeah, no, we, uh, we 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 don't find find it hard. Now it's interesting. The team, Shane Duffy's after seemingly gone out with the squad. I Is that right? Would, yes, he's gone out with the squad. Um, they said he wouldn't go out unless he was fit. Yeah. But I'm hoping, I don't want him, 
see, it's a double-edged sword. I wouldn't risk him because if he was properly, if he was decent, I'd want him to be ready for Tuesday more so. Okay, so. Me personally. Think about it. If he's not ready, he's not, you don't want to risk him. You wouldn't bring him. You'd say, yeah, listen, true. we'll meet you back. Yeah, no, but I t- I t- to be honest, he must be able to play. But I, I just, if you're a bit unsure, you know, one thing we have is sent us Now, you don't have to geniuses but your longs and pierces they can do a job in my opinion because to be honest it's about what we do with the ball and going forward almost uh, more so now I know if people say he's our attack and threat we shouldn't play our yeah. centre halves aren't our attack and no, threat no. and no team should have their centre halves and no. attack and threat because I'm sorry Man United that's what a lot of people have fallen for with Harry Maguire because when they show his highlights it's his goal they don't show his defending Yeah, and I'm not saying he's a bad defender far from it but it's just that's what they show and with Duffy it's about his defensive duties. Who gives a crap if he wins headers? And he doesn't score that many goals for Ireland, so it's not that big of a deal in regards attacking. Um, so look, I, to be honest, I don't care if he plays or not. But it's just I, I'd really hate for him to go out there and then rupture something, and then he misses Tuesday if there was a chance. But then again, they take that risk whether they're fit or not. So yeah, he's travelled out. He's think, joined up. So we wait. Yeah. To see. So I, I think he's going to play him. Um, mm. But he does. You're right. He needs to be fit. Yeah. It'll be interesting. <laughs> How's the cough? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what is your starting team? What, what in your mind? What, um, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, it was very funny yesterday watching one of the press conferences, and uh, the, Doherty was pushed on the left back, and he smiles and he looks over, and you could obviously he couldn't see who he's looking at, but he looked over, and I was really like, "No, can't tell you," but. It was almost him admitting, yes, more than likely he's going to be at left back. No issues with that. Obviously, Seamus Combe is going to be at right back. Um, then we have who have we got? Who who will be the other centre half? Well, we've who's e- the main fit centre half? Egan. Egan. Um, Sorry, that's no. who it is. And now there's talk of that along of being with him. And then you've got obviously probably Glenn Wheel will get another go. I presume. Yeah. What's up with you? I just switched off everything. What did you? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> All my info. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but yeah, listen. I mean, there's people talking. Cullen could he get in? Yeah, uh, Hendricks is there. There's Hendrick will play because he's had good form over the last but couple. He's got gonna a couple get of in. Goals. He's going to go with tried and trusted, isn't he? It'll be Whelan, Hendrick, and Howard's In fairness, he's Turin. been shown form he'll again, play. and you know what? Let's he'll give play. him a go. Yeah, so it'll be play. them three. So that means we've seven. We've another three to go. It will be Robinson. McGoldrick is fit. Am I right in saying that? Yes. Well, no, no, no. I don't think McGoldrick oh. is fit. I didn't. He didn't go. It was only Duffy that was supposed to be going out on the plane, wasn't it? Oh, was it? But I didn't hear that in about Sorry. McGoldrick. Sheffield United did put it out that they were doing their best to get yes. him out there. D- Dizzy or whatever they call him. Yeah. So you'll have Robinson. You'll have Robinson, McLean, and I'm going to have to say a another. I wouldn't be 100. Well, what about Connolly? They're talking about. I know he's only he's only after playing one full game. He yeah. has played a couple of games coming off the bench. Um, Pressure-wise, listen, if he starts him, I can't complain because it's the kind of stuff that we kind of wanted to see them more involved. So I'm not going to complain if he does play him. And I'm not going to criticise him if it doesn't quite work. But without a shadow of a doubt, I'd be shocked if he doesn't get minutes because he's took him out of the under-21 squad. And McCarthy's a decent skin. I'd say he'd be the type, if I'm bringing him up, I am going to use him. And I'd say without a shadow of a doubt, if he doesn't start, he will definitely get the last... 10, 15, 20 minutes, I'd say, without a shadow of a doubt. He's the one thing about him last week, he didn't look out of place and he looked quite comfortable and yeah. looked like it was what he was born to do. You know, like some players when they're making a debut, they're trying too hard, they're a bit too tense, and just nothing quite works. He was quite happy out there and he was taking the put the bumps and the bruises off the mall, but he was well able for it. And it was a nice goal, the first goal, because it was a nice flick in the first place. And then he followed up, and then the second was a stereotypical right footer who comes in off the left wing and puts it into the far corner. Delighted for him. But he looked very comfortable. So that was what impressed me most. Um, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be nervous for him. Well, if, if he you starts. had to play centre forward between Maguire, Conley, uh, See, it's Scott weird. Hogan. Scott, oh Jesus, no. Don't Scott I'm not I'm not writing him off, but it's just not happening. It's not happening for club or country. But Maguire, in fairness, he's loved at Preston, he's banging them in again. We've a couple of players coming into form. So it'd be tough maybe for him to go straight ahead and put him straight in, but I mm. guarantee you, I think personally he'll play. He'll get some game time. Um, I think he'll play at some stage. Yeah, without doubt he'll get some but minutes. I, I feel and like, what's Collins, isn't it? Yes, he likes Collins. He and likes him a lot. He bigged him up a little bit after the last friend. Yeah. That he was brilliant and he made the like difference. Like, I'm not sure Maguire is the one that's going to go out and hold the ball so up Collins and could link get up it front. up. 
God, I have a funny feeling yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. And I do think he'll start him and he'll bring Conley on at some stage. I mean, when are you going to bring Conley on? When James McLean gets tired? And get starts tired. getting feisty. Yeah, starts getting feisty. <laughs> or he's got his book and it's time to get him off. Or, or, or you play Collins, you play, up top? play Collins for an hour and then you, you bring him on for it. a half hour. You know, it's something. But it's another option. And you know what? He'll have no fear. And I'd say McCarthy will back him to the hilt and say something light and jovial before he comes on as if to say, this means nothing to you, mate. Just get out there and enjoy it. Mm. Don't think about it. This, this is made for you, you know. And he'll probably go out there and do that. McCarthy is great with the younger guys, I have to say, over the years. He always seems to say the right things to them just to get them out there and just play the bloody game, mate. You know, this, mm. isn't, this isn't life or death. Just get out there and play or whatever the words he says. He seems to be very effective with them. So I'd say, yeah, bringing him off the bench... Yeah, rip it up there, mate. Callum Robinson. And ha- like he's doing okay for a Sheffield United, I'll be honest. He's not getting the goals, but he's doing okay. Yeah. But he's playing him a bit w- w- I'd say he'll go out on the right, McLean on the left, and a another, as you said, probably be Collins, maybe. Yeah. I'll yeah. probably go with you on that one. Um but he's not he's not setting the world alight either though. He's doing okay. No. He's no. doing okay. And he's probably not chipping in the goals that Sheffield United probably yeah. want them to chip no. in. But listen, one thing we know, and we've just said beforehand, every single one of them will work their arse off. Yeah, so. 100%. Yeah. And then obviously the game on Tuesday will be massive then just after that. So listen, hopefully we get the three points and then it's a case of, right, let's go. So the games are two o'clock and then straight after that is Denmark and Switzerland. That's a uh, yeah, five, five o'clock. Yeah, so I think Sky are showing it as well. So be able to watch the space, able to watch a bit of it. Yes, as we said earlier on, you want Switzerland to beat them and to make it, just to make it even more harder for Denmark and just give us any advantage we can take. Put it, to, not get rid of them because we can't get rid of them, but it'll just make it that little bit better. While if Denmark win, it opens up an awful can of worms. If, it, if, they, if they get the draw, we go to 14 points. Denmark. Providing we win. Oh yeah, if we win, yeah, that's right. Well, I'm, I have to be optimistic. Yeah, of course. But if we if we if we do win, we'd be on fourteen points. Denmark then would be if they drew, would be on ten points. Mm. Even that wouldn't be the worst thing. But then again, who have Denmark got? Left I presume it's Gibraltar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so basically, are. as we said, and it, that's the simplest way to do it. Regard, like, because let's call a spade a spade. There, Switzerland are the top side in it. And when they were attacking, they were incredibly dangerous in the Aviva. Now, don't mm. get me wrong, they are vulnerable at the back. So if we can have a good defensive display and somehow get up there consistently, we can still cause problems. And they blew up against Denmark as well. So it can happen. I'm not ruling out for one second, but it, we'd be up against it. That's how big Georgia is. Get that win, no matter what, last game, it's it's in our hands. And we don't have to rely on others doing stuff for us. Yeah. We win against Georgia, it's in our hands. And that's what matters. Um, because I'd hate to have to go through all that crap again. It's ours, and there's no two ways about it, and we don't have to worry about anyone else. So, George, that's how big George is, regardless of what happens on Tuesday. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would. I'd fancy it. I would fancy it. Um, but you're gonna be nervous. 100%. Nervous as hell because it's 100%. an away game, and ha- most of it goes out the window if we don't. Like if we lose, a lot of it goes out the window a little bit, and then we have to hope that Switzerland do do the job on them and make it back in our hands again. Mm. Um, yeah, so it could, it could it could get a bit scary. Um, yeah, so oh, let's have a little look and see how how, how the, the games. Up. Netherlands beat beat Northern Ireland three one in the end. So a little bit of a Wales one one. Wales one one. So it's a draw. Probably didn't do them too much mm. of a, a of a favour there. And our under twenty ones are nil nil six all. minutes to yeah, go. So that's not too bad. Just have a look at what the group would look like. Yeah, we'd stay top with ten points and six points clear of. Um, Iceland and no no four points clear of Iceland and six clear of Italy yeah Italy two games in um, hand though. Iceland had a couple of funny results if you just scroll down like they battered somebody I think it was Armenia five or six nil so it's like oh, oh these could be an awkward side as well so because there is a playoff stage because it's been expanded to 12 teams in the next one so there's nine groups the eight winners go straight through the best second place team automatically qualify and then the other eight go into a playoff oh well, that's interesting so there you go yeah, well, they have a good shout, and there is a big buzz around Irish football at the moment, isn't there? Of course, there is, and especially with the women on Tuesday, the lads tonight, good crowds, and hopefully next Tuesday. Actually, not next Tuesday. Um, actually, oh, they're both away, aren't they? So our next big game is actually at home. Is it Denmark? Denmark, but yeah. that'll be rocking no matter what. Because As you hopefully, said, hopefully, we're in the right position then yeah. to, to to change that. Around. And I wouldn't fancy if I was them. Uh, would you play? This is uh, the ultimate question. <laughs> would you play Connolly up front from the start? Yes or no? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out. No. No, would you? Me personally, 
When you say the likes of Hogan, Collins and Maguire, he's, I, w- I, I wouldn't have him any less than them. So yeah. maybe. Okay. A bit of no fear, you know. And it could be one of them. And let him relax. Get out there and get, get the 20 minutes in and get your build up. And even if, get in, rip it up, get a sneaky goal, kind of catch them on the hop. And then, yeah, whip them off after an hour. You know, that kind of thing, mm. you know, don't. Now, he discarded uh, his, his, his couple of goals yeah. from... Was it the left hand side? Did he play yeah, two up front, or was he on the left hand side? No, he's, he was mostly on the left. Okay, but did he, he drifted out onto the left yeah. for the for the goal? I think yeah. he might have been playing two up front yeah. in that game. He was playing in yeah, a bit of in between, like a bit of inside forward, as yeah, they say, and yeah. a bit of centre. So forward. up front on his own might be. If the gun was put to my head, would I now? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, actually, yeah, maybe not up front completely. On his own. Was he playing out left or right? Maybe, but no matter what, I trust Mick. And I, without doubt, he's going to get minutes. And I just hope he's one of them that just comes on and just catches fire and just goes for it. And hopefully, if we can reap some rewards, sweet as a nut. For some, football manager is a way of life. That was for me. Now, and I love football manager. I had me up hours. all hours thinking about what I was going to do. Sun came up one or two nights the so, yes. morning. And yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Go, go, go to bed. Go to bed. Uh, after that statement, def- that statement definitely applies to Michelle or Michael. I don't know. What would you Spelt say? Michael. Okay, we go with Michael. Lenich from Poland. Lenich was handed a Guinness Book of World Record for the longest single game of football manager in 2017 after playing through 221 seasons. Bloody hell. Now, I played, what would I have played? I would have played probably 20-odd seasons and you're kind of 25. And new players maybe. you've never heard of. Yeah. All the old players are gone. Yeah, you would. It's all sorts of new players. And, <laughs> and the, the, the young players are old players. And yeah, what have yeah, you. yeah. Uh, and then you're kind of going, mm, you know, it's, it doesn't start to wane on you then. Yeah. So for, for that, that's unbelievable. Anyhow, so however, he, he is no longer the record holder because oh. it's broken by Sepp Hedl from Germany. And he's completed 333 seasons and has spent an incredible 1,940 hours of real world playtime and he hasn't spent a single in-game day on holiday uh, so in other words he played every day it was all in a row do you know where you can do a holiday thing and it, 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 it lets you it basically lets you go on holidays and the game plays itself so oh. it's, your assistant manager sort of takes over and what have you but no he was he, he no he took the job seriously and uh, do we do we have a picture of him there he is there look in his suit and he actually looks like a manager. He does look like a manager, yeah. So, 2017. So that is 333 seasons. You have to wonder what else goes on in his life. He only managed three clubs. Across 333 seasons, yeah. FC United of Manchester, Hereford, and who's that? Bengaluru. Bengaluru. I presume India. Yeah, you would think that is. My favourite part of the game was to develop smaller clubs. So I started with FC United of Manchester, who had their first Premier League win in 2037 after six second places. That was a special moment. There you go. There you go. That's what people do. (laughs) I love me manager games, but oh my God. That is, that's just... Uh, off the Richter scale there's a new documentary coming out uh, Barcelona yes. documentary and it includes as it says here the anguish of Anfield that'd be pretty be special to look at inter- because inside the dressing rooms and it'd be very interesting to see and um, we can see a picture there of, of people's hands and heads and stuff like that. and we can't make out who the other guy is because his, his hands are firmly in his head yep. but yeah and even the manager what the hell do you go in and say yeah, how can you say anything I don't think you'd say it and you say look lads Look, well, let's get ourselves ready and get out here. Just don't say it. And just, yeah. yeah. Man, let's get ready. Go. I want to go. Anyhow, so that'd be an interesting one. Uh, just Yeah, because some of them, the Cities was okay. Cities was okay. It'll obviously end in a, a league winning yeah. campaign. So yeah. there'll be a high. So and I think soon enough, the, the Sunderland, the second season of the Sunderland one, where um, the new ownership um, decided to go with another season. So, yes, they got relegated into League One last year, and mm-hmm. it's going to be that season. Yeah. So, I think that's coming soon. Now, so, that'll be interesting. And this week, see. didn't Sunderland sack their manager again? Correct. And I think they're looking for is it something mad like their 14th manager in 11 years or yeah. something mad like yeah. that now? Uh, they were looking at who is the favourite to go for the or to be given mm-hmm. the job. 
Uh, Ian Holloway was on the radio. He said he'd loved her. He said he'd loved her. Um, a couple of old players, and but a lot of people were saying should give it to Jack Rodwell. He'll do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people were saying that the fans' favourite, who they'd love to see, was Roy Keane, because obviously he did a good job, and people have tried to play it down. But he actually did a, a good weird, job in a weird way, and they way think as that well. he would take things under control. In a weird way as well, it was more him falling out with Ellis Short, mm. wasn't it? More so than... Was he sacked or did he leave? No, I think he was relieved of his duties. But they weren't exactly rock bottom or they weren't exactly relegation fodder at no, the time. No, they were in the middle. Um, but it was very much... In around think, your 13th yeah, position or something. Yeah, but I think it was very much they just clashed and they weren't getting on um, for whatever reason. So, yeah... Whatever, let him matter. Would you like to see him at no. Sunderland? Where would you like to see him? I, I don't really care. Like, I'd be half up for him, but I'd be half like, we all know where this is going to end at some point. Once he gets to the top of the Championship Premier League, he'll, they'll piss him off. New, it's a new generation of players now. If they annoyed you 10 years ago, wait until you see them now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'd understand why they would because they were literally rock bottom of their Championship and they somehow won the league. They didn't even just get promoted, they won it. So I'd get it. I do get it. Mm. And that, the rock bottom after what five six games yeah. or whatever it was. Somehow pulled it out. Around. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be an interesting one. I, I think he would do it. He'd take it. There's no two ways about it that he'd take it because I think he wants to stay in the game. He wants to stay current. So. They all say don't go back. Uh, now whether yeah, that's the other interesting thing. Would he go back to a club like that? Because he did come out and say yeah, it's tough getting some of the better players in because as soon as the wife sees Sunderland, no, we're not going. Mm. So that'd be interesting. The only thing is there'd be a heap of uh, Irish players playing for them anyway. That's be sure. That'd be sure. Oh, to be sure, to be sure. To be sure. So, uh, anything to sign off, my no, man? No, I think that's it. We'll leave it there. We pro- Hopefully, we'll have Dale O'Donnell next, in, next week. Uh, yeah, for knows. uplifting the conversation about Manchester United. And uh, a lot, lot more. Uh, we Obviously, we know clearly, hopefully, who are going to be taking on in the quarterfinal. And uh, obviously, the big game between Liverpool United, which is obviously we will bring it up with. The preview, yes, we'll bring that up. And of course, Darren Shields might join us on the phone to discuss everything that's happened over an event. Hopefully weekend. positive, because that United guy is going to depress the crap out of me. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, do you know what? It'll be good fun because, you know, as much as we can laugh and joke about it, it will be interesting to see what they have to say because it's just, as I said, it's, it, I think it mirrors a lot of Liverpool in the mid-90s, the couple of years after, and it looks like we're not going to, we're not going to make it. We're, we're, we're slowly, our fingernail is hanging onto that top of the, the table or the top table of the party and it's interesting stuff. And just before we sign off, we're into the second minute of injury time and it's still nil all. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too disappointed with that result. There's some serious players in Italy. Two or three lads have been brought down from the senior squad. Yeah. Uh, um, there's Catroni, there's Locatelli, Moyes, Keane. Some serious players there compared to what we have. And no disrespect to our lads, but these guys are getting some serious game time and uh, yeah. it'd be a cracking result for them. So we're waiting to see Ida almost evades the back line to scamper onto a simple one. Yeah. So... Um, Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get through those two minutes and, and, and get that point. Uh, yeah, we will see. So that'd be it. We'll see you here next week and be good. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the doubleheader on Saturday. Weather permitting, but by all accounts, I think Ireland's going ahead no matter what. I'm Come on, Ireland!